0: Maria, give me a hug. (laughs) Last Tuesday, I attended a protest outside the Supreme Court, which is in the midst of hearing arguments on whether the Trump administration can suspend the Obama-era Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals, or DACA program. The young people who registered under DACA, known as DREAMers, came to the U.S. as children, many of them remembering little of life before their arrival. DACA provides a kind of temporary shelter from deportation. But of course, the Trump administration is doing everything in its power to destroy even this limited program. I ran into Belen Sisa, Latino press secretary for the Bernie 2020 campaign, a DREAMer herself. How are you guys? Good. In awe. I've never been in front of the Supreme Court. Oh, really? Yeah. Belen told me what was at stake. Why so many had gathered at the steps of the Supreme Court. Right now, we have a huge crowd of allies, DACA recipients, undocumented uh, youth and their families um, who just watched the plaintiffs uh, leave the court and... uh, After today, uh, hopefully we'll be able to find out if the DACA program is seen as constitutional in the eyes of of the highest court in the land. And um, this could mean the difference between um, undocumented youth being at risk of deportation um, or being allowed to stay in this country without fear. As I wandered through the crowd, I was struck not just by the passion and energy of those around me, but also by their clarity. The way they cut through both the administration's nonsense and the media's detached both sides' coverage of the issue. Carlos, a college student, told me that he felt compelled to skip class that day to attend the protest, given what was at stake.
1: I am skipping out um, because this is a historic moment in our country. The fact that almost a million uh, young people uh, are at risk of losing everything, their homes, their families, uh, everything they've worked for uh, when they when they had they did literally nothing more than pursuing the American dream that their parents have brought them to achieve.
0: The protest also drew people from all over the country. One woman named Donnie traveled from South Florida with her group, Florida Immigrant Coalition. Now that I'm here, I'm always going to come back every single year. This is amazing. I love the energy. Everyone here is here for one thing, and that's to unify us and to tell others that... You're not alone. We stand behind you. We will be your voice. Tell us what you need us to say and we will speak for you. Two other activists, Sophia and Karina, traveled from Arizona and camped out for 48 hours, enduring cold and rain, to be able to get inside the court and hear arguments firsthand. We slept out here two nights in a row, yesterday it rained. Outside the Supreme Court, yes. in this weather for two nights in a row. Yes. Despite the ordeal, they wanted to be present as others argued over their future wanted to put faces to abstract questions of law and deportation.
2: We came all this way really hopeful to be able to to get inside and hear the arguments because this is like a really big day for us, right? It's our livelihood that's being discussed. So showing up and putting a face uh, out there is important. And for me um, because, you know, for so many years I was hiding. Um, I was ashamed and I felt like I needed to do this and, and really be in the room when my life was being discussed.
0: And unsurprisingly, our crew were not the only Bernie fans who came out to support DACA recipients. This is a movement, after all, and one that encompasses so much more than any one person or issue. I spotted one man, Mike, sporting a particularly nifty Bernie 2020 size.
1: They're Americans. I look at them as Americans. I mean, no different than anybody else here. You know, and they deserve to stay and what's going on is a travesty. That's number one. Number two, I also want to wake people up, making sure they um, vote for my main man, Bernie. I believe in what he stands for, and um, I believe his policies will help everybody, everyone in this country, and even everyone around the world. I believe that.
0: This is Hear the Burn, a podcast about the people, ideas, and politics that are driving the Bernie Sanders 2020 campaign and the movement to secure a dignified life for everyone living in this country. My name is Brianna Joy Gray, and I'm coming to you from campaign headquarters in Washington, D.C. DACA was only ever a partial solution. President Obama implemented it by presidential memorandum in 2012, paving the way for some 800,000 dreamers to receive protection from deportation and work permits by 2018. However, the eligibility requirements were strict and DACA status needed to be renewed every two years. Plus, since Obama used his executive authority to implement it, as opposed to signing a proposed DREAM Act into law, DACA was particularly vulnerable when a very different administration entered the White House. Now, Bernie has made it clear that one of his first acts as president would be to reinstate DACA and suspend deportations for the rest of the approximately 11 million undocumented people living in this country.
3: We've got 1.8 million young people eligible for the DACA program. We are going to, with an executive order, restore that program and expand it to parents as well.
0: But earlier this month, Bernie went even further with his full immigration plan, which does much more than simply reverse Trump's policies. As always, it's worth reading the full plan on BernieSanders.com. But some of the top line steps include breaking up ICE and CBP, which have become a renegade detention and deportation force, and redistributing their functions to different agencies. For instance, naturalization would become the responsibility of the State Department, getting rid of Trump's cruel system of detention and deportation, and reuniting families that have been separated protecting the rights of undocumented workers who are often particularly vulnerable to exploitation by employers, and increasing the number of refugees allowed to enter the country each year. Bernie's plan reaffirms that yes, immigrants are good for this country, and it calls on us to adopt an immigration policy that lives up to our best values as Americans. It's not enough to go back to the status quo before Trump. We need to create an immigration system grounded in civil and human rights. Bernie promises to use all the power of the presidency to do exactly that. Bernie has been hitting the campaign trail relentlessly in recent weeks, including a tour of Iowa with AOC that emphasized the critical importance of a Green New Deal.
3: And when I look at young people all over the world, this may be the moment when young people look their parents in the eye and say, now is the time to save the planet.
2: Always, always, always with this question of how are you going to pay for it? As though we're not paying for it now. As though the Midwest wasn't underwater this year. As though 3,000 Americans didn't die in Puerto Rico, in Hurricane Maria, as though Hurricane Katrina didn't happen, as though sea levels aren't rising, as though California isn't on fire, how do we pay for that?
0: Author and activist Naomi Klein joins too to make the point that Bernie is the climate candidate, not just because his plan is the best, though to be sure it is, but because he acknowledges that it will be a titanic struggle the fight of our political lives to get it implemented. That's why Klein, who has never endorsed a candidate before, has now endorsed Bernie Sanders.
4: Here's the thing. We are not going to win the world that we need, not just the world that we want, but the world that we need, if we are kind of sort of in favor of it. We are going to have to be on fire for it, okay? And that is why... I support Bernie Sanders to be the next president of the United States. Because Bernie understands that this is the fight of our lives. And yeah, we are up against powerful forces. And that means we need to organize an incredibly powerful movement to stand up to those forces. I could sit here and tell you why Bernie's Green New Deal plan is better than all the other candidates, and it is by far. But that, Is not even the real reason why I support Bernie for president. I support Bernie because there's no point in having a good Green New Deal plan if you're not building the movement to win it. Both Bernie
0: and AOC emphasized that this movement is about putting power back in the hands of everyday people so that we can advance our own interests. Not electing a team of policy wonks who will Fix things on our behalf. What the
3: system does, essentially, to all of you, to me, it says you are powerless people. Doesn't matter what you think, what you want, what you believe to be true. Doesn't matter. You have no power at all. The real power rests with very, very wealthy people who control the economy and the political life of our country. Why do you want to vote? Why are you here? You're powerless. It doesn't matter. What this campaign is about is turning that equation on its head. And it ain't easy. I'm not here to tell you it is easy. What the system tells you is that the only change that we can have in America is tiny, incremental change. Big change can not happen. And what this campaign is about is saying that if we stand together and we do not allow Trump and his friends to divide us up based on the color of our skin or where we were born or our sexual orientation or our religion, if we stand together and have the courage to have a new vision for America, we can succeed.
2: Big money is very lonely because we've got people on our side. The thing about billionaires is that there's not too many of them. And the only reason they're able to to try to purchase influence in their elections is when people aren't actively coming together and stitching our movements together in order to combat the growth and in order to combat the influence of big money. And like I said last last night, let me tell you something, this movement is real. This movement is growing. Don't let anyone convince you that no one cares about climate change.
0: Of course, climate change isn't the only thing that comes up at Bernie events. And what is rapidly becoming a tradition of public catharsis, people continue sharing extraordinarily painful stories about their struggles with immigration authorities, with landlords, with bosses, or with our broken healthcare system. Your
3: husband is now dealing with Alzheimer's. Yes. Talk a little bit about the process of finding him a place where you thought he would be comfortable.
2: It was very hard. The way we found out was he had been tested. Uh, I received the doctor's report in the mail at home. It said Alzheimer's, early onset Alzheimer's. Gee, what's that? Started looking into that, and, and I literally had to find the information on my own by myself. It's hard enough to deal with the disease, but all the red tape that I've had to deal with has been terrible. And I'm also afraid that at some point, when we do find a cure
3: for it, I won't be able to afford the medicine anyway. Were you paying, was it, I here, $7,000 a month? And I yeah. work
2: full time, 10, 12 hours, and I drive 100 miles every day round trip to work and back. And I take care of my people. You're your
4: a brave lady.
3: You are, that's right. As a wife, I I can only imagine what you're dealing with right now, right? Just the reality of dealing with your husband. That is more than a person should have to go through. To throw on the financial burden on top of that, and worrying about the rest of your family, and having to work as hard as you do, is not what we should be doing in a civilized, democratic society. All right, so I'm not here to make you magical promises, but I am here to say that Medicare for all would create a situation where you don't have to take out your wallet, all right? You're not gonna have to pay that $94,000 a year. And obviously we will start investing in those areas, whether it's mental health, whether it is nursing home, whether it's home health care, where we're now not paying the attention that we deserve. I'm sure it is not going to transform the world tomorrow, but it will go a long, long way to make your life and your husband's life a lot easier. That's what we have to do as a nation.
0: Here's one way to tell that our campaign is doing well this country's oligarchs have started to complain that they are being treated unfairly.
3: You know, when you say I should pay a hundred billion, okay, then I'm starting to do a little math.
0: Some have now decided to enter the race themselves. Michael Bloomberg has officially filed for the
4: 2020 Democratic primary in Arkansas. The billionaire and former New York City mayor has now filed in two states. He did the paperwork in Alabama Friday.
0: During a recent rally in DC, Bernie played the world's smallest violin for our increasingly shook ruling class.
3: The 1% and the corporate elites, who by the way, in case you haven't noticed it, are getting very nervous lately. The billionaires are actually getting very emotional they're breaking down. They want to take our oh, money. Oh, my God. How terrible can these people be? We only have $150 billion. They want us to pay taxes. What is this country
0: coming to? Now, this last clip happened a few weeks ago, but it's just too good to leave out. Bernie stopped by Desus and Marrow on Showtime to among other things, badly guess the prices of sneakers.
3: What is your weed policy like? So this is what we do. Right now, unbelievable, under the Controlled Substance Act, marijuana is at the same level as heroin, right. which is insane. So we take it out of that, which essentially uh, legalizes marijuana all over this country. And the second thing we do, move to expunge the records of those people who have been arrested uh, for marijuana. And the third thing we do, which is really important, I think, as we move toward the legalization of marijuana, I don't want large corporations profiting. I want the people who have been hurt the most to be able to benefit. The folks who should be involved in the legal marijuana business will be people of color.
1: We brought some sneakers for you to look at to figure out if these are like All a right. fit for you, if these are something you would rock, mean, if these okay. have the... They have
3: the proper arch support. Okay. They have All the right. Bernie right. approved in- drip. Increase your vertical, you know what <laughs> I mean? I did a lot of improvement <laughs> on my All vertical. Right. I barely got <laughs> off the ground now. First
1: sneaker here, yeah. this is a Travis Scott rapper. He's uh, married to Kylie Jenner. Kylie Jenner, yes. Straight okay. up, straight up. Okay. Chi- you might be a billionaire, you have to guillotine. But um, yeah, yes. how much do you think this retails for? 100 bucks. 100 bucks? What's the resale on these bad boys? Is it
3: 4- 1500 1500 1500 Are you interested? Paying fifteen hundred dollars, he's embarrassed. He goes, mm, "I think I'll pass." Okay, <laughs> all
1: right. Okay,
3: straight up said no to this. Week. So something more
1: suited for someone not taking big corporate money. Looks like a nice thinker. What do you think the resale value on this bad
3: boy is? Well, now you could. Last one was fifteen hundred, right. right? Mm-hmm. But was this two hundred and fifty dollars? Two hundred and
1: fifty. What's the resale on this? Forty-five. Forty-five.
3: Forty-five hundred dollars. Aka two hundred Civics in the box. This is a status thing. It's a yes, fl- it's
1: a flex. It's a flex. Yeah, yeah. Are you not? You're not a big flexer?
3: No. Okay. All right. Kind of no, I, no I, I really don't like that idea. People paying forty five hundred bucks. And... Uh, I
1: don't, nobody likes that idea. Yes. This is Kanye's sneaker, the last sneaker he released when he was
3: on, still under contract with Nike. Well, you have blown my mind on the last two sneakers, so I hesitate. I'm going to go big on this. Go one. big. Go big
1: or go home, Bernie.
3: <laughs> All right. I mean, it's weird to say it. $1,000. All right, again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what is the resale value of the Red October?
3: $11,000. Does anybody in the world pay $11,000? Sadly, yes. I think I'll, I'll pass on that one, too. What's a more reasonable Bernie sneaker? What would you? Maybe we'd be 45 $50. Bucks.
1: Like that? Like a pair of New Balance? Or exactly. A running... what is, the New, New Balance. New Balance. running shoe? All right, we got to get a pair of custom-made Bernie Sanders New Balances, we're gonna work on that. What features do you need on? You need like hypertech pumps or if like they had
3: shoelaces, that would be good. Okay. Okay. That's... If they had rubber soles, that would be rubber pretty soles? good. Okay. Shoelaces, rubber soles. I'm you know, a pretty modest guy. Keep me from falling on my face. We're right. gonna design oh. the Air Bernie.
0: Before we go, I want to read part of a recent email we received from a listener named Nathan. Nathan wrote, I've been a fan of Bernie since I learned about him in the early 2000s. He was one of, if not the only senator, who was willing to take a stand against the Iraq War. I've always been passionate about the right of all people to healthcare, and that passion eventually led me to become a primary care nurse practitioner. I currently work in a community clinic in the Bay Area. Our patient population is made up in large part of immigrants, people of color, and people on Medi-Cal, California's Medicaid program. I've only been at this work a few months, and already I've had several patients who tell me that they ration their medication because it's too expensive. I've also spent a lot of time on the phone with pharmacists, trying to find medications that are covered by my patients' insurance plans, Time that could otherwise be spent with patients. I support Bernie Sanders for president because I see every day how our current system keeps the most vulnerable people in our country from getting the care that they need to be healthy. Thanks for listening, Nathan. But most of all, thank you for the work you do on behalf of others as a nurse practitioner. I'm glad we're in this fight together. That's it for this week. Let us know what you think at heartheburn at berniesanders.com or send us a tweet with the hashtag heartheburn. If you haven't already, please take a moment to rate, review, or like us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or wherever you're listening. I really appreciate it when you do. As always, transcripts will be up soon. Till next time.
3: Morales did a very good job in alleviating poverty in giving the indigenous people of Bolivia a voice that they never had before. Now we can argue about his going for a fourth term, whether that was a wise thing to do. And they OS thought it was a fraud, the election on October the 20th. Some people think that as well, but at the end of the day, it was the military who intervened in that process and asked them to leave. When the military intervenes, well, hey, in my view, that's called a coup. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. All.